All right, we're back. Region four. Um, last region, we got Arlington versus Culver City, the Butter Burgers. Um, Arlington has never won an NTT matchup, uh, but they've had a great season. Uh, won almost all their games until the uh, last game of the conference tourney. You know, they're led by Kevin Gilbert, their point guard. Uh, the Butter Burgers. Um, they actually, well, actually, Culver City has an NTT title um, from a long time ago. I think a different coach than Coach Kamak. Um, but, uh, I mean, they got that history going for them, which is nice. So, Culver City is number nine in defensive true shooting percentage, whereas Arlington is number five in assist, five in steals, number six in power, personal fouls. Um, number one in points, number six in defensive free throws allowed, and number nine in true shooting percentage. So eight in true shooting percentage margin. So that's a lot. Um, any thoughts on this matchup? Yeah, Arlington's a superior team. Uh, I do want to shout out Culver City um, a little bit, though, because um, Coach K-Mac, relatively new, has has really been working hard to build this program, and so um, want to shout him out. Uh, if you look at Culver City's season, it was really up and down. Um, but they, you know, they're a PNTT participant, um, so not shying away from a, a strong strength of schedule. Um, and they went through the ringer. You know, they had to play Frankfurt. They had to play Clearwater in their out-of-conference games. Um, Huntington Beach is in uh, their conference, which is a rivalry game for them. They call it the the Bovine Brawl, the Oxen versus the Butterburgers. Um and then they go on this run late season to win their conference uh, tournament championship and beat Huntington yeah. Beach uh, after after they lost to them earlier. So um, pretty convincingly, too. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, a pretty cool story. They've got some uh, they've got some good balance on their team, but they they really don't have the star power that you need to carry you in the NTT. Um, so I love what K Mac is uh, doing and building with this program. I think they're going to be outmatched with Arlington. Um, I think with Arlington, it all starts with Kevin Gilbert, and then there's a lot of balance to go around him on that roster. Yeah. Cool. Well, next matchup, we have Carson City against uh, Scottsdale. So Carson City is um, coached by Coach BK544. They've had some good runs in the past. Um, a couple of years ago, made the Elite Eight um, with this senior group. So um, when they were freshmen, and that's what they're led by is Blake Squint and Andrew uh, Stinchcomb. Uh, the Scottsdale, on the other hand, um, they got Alexis Early, um, some nice big men, two six ten guys, got some decent height on their team. Scottsdale is number seven in blocks, whereas Carson City is number five in turnovers and number eight in, or number six in points. So, any thoughts? Yeah, um, this Blake Swinton Stinch in the the Stinchcom uh, make up one of the best backcourts in the tournament. Um, so, a lot of respect to those guys. And then Renee Johnson, just a stud. So, this team's really um, they get all their points from these three guys, pretty much. Uh, so, great backcourt. They are hard to stop. My one concern with Carson City is their inexperienced front court. Uh, Devin Store and Diego Dingleberry are <laughs> so lame to laugh at your own joke. Nah, dude. 
is. I was the first one to laugh after I said it. Anyway, um, I'm a little bit worried because they are going up against a really experienced uh, front court in Scottsdale of Ethan Gates and John Bennett. Uh, Melvin Young is a really underrated player as well. I know that because I recruited him and was really mad I didn't get him. Um, I think it's going to be a tight game. It's really hard to really say one way or the other here because I think it's going to come down to a, um, the last couple possessions. Um, but I'll, I say Scottsdale has the advantage. I wonder what time this game is scheduled for as well. Because um, I think Scottsdale, you know, um, I think their shooting guard tends to tends to perform in, in those early games. Yeah. I mean, you, th- you think even though the jet lag might affect him? Yeah, I always think. Okay, okay. Um, well, with that said, let's move on to the 413 matchup. We got Fort Myers Sunsets going against the Casper Auto Mannequins. Um, so Fort, Mo- Fort Myers has Jesse Jones. Uh, 22.8 points a game. Isaiah Stevens, sophomore, big man. Uh, Casper, Arturo Atkins, uh, Aaron Clanton. It's a pretty big recruit coming out um, for a lot of people. Uh, yeah, so Fort Myers is um, number four in assist, and they are number two in blocks. And Casper is not top 10 in any statistical category. Any thoughts on this, Sam? No, yeah, actually, cheese does. Actually, it's cheese. I've got a couple thoughts. It's getting late. But <laughs> just mostly making them up. Um, yeah, uh, Fort Myers, <laughs> I love what their bigs are doing around the rim. Um, between, the, between their three, four, and five, um, they're getting 11 blocks a game. Uh, almost so their their team is is twelve blocks per game. Um, Isaiah Stevens five point one leading the way uh, to go along with fourteen points, twelve rebounds. So um, that's just some great play out of those bigs. Um, and you know they're going up against uh, a front court from Casper who has some really good height. So you know there's there's two kinds of shot blockers. There's shot blockers who are just way taller than the other team, and there's shot blockers who block shots based on timing and athleticism. So uh, I think that's going to get tested a little bit in this matchup. Um, and that's one thing that I'm looking at. Um, but both these teams uh, are, are similarly constructed, uh, especially on the offensive end, relying on their backcourts for most of the scoring. Um, and that makes me lean a little more towards Fort Myers because uh, I do think Isaiah Stevens is going to outplay Aaron Clanton at the center position, even though Clanton has a little bit of a size advantage. Um, so I, I think that tips me towards Fort Myers, but I don't think this is probably as lopsided as it looks on paper with the 413 seed. Okay. Okay. Um, let's look at the 512 matchup Tallahassee Chargers going up against Brunswick. So Tallahassee. Um, you know, just I love how they share the ball. I mean, a lot of players scoring a little bit of points adds up to 81.7 on average for them. Brunswick, um, you know, they're a really good defensive team. You look at these two teams, Tallahassee is number six in offensive rebounds, number four in rebounding margin, and number 10 in free throws attempted. Brunswick is number five in points against and number 
eight in defensive free throws attempted. So, uh, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I think these teams are extremely evenly matched. I do think that the defensive prowess of Brunswick is a little bit overrated. You look at some of their lopsided games where they've just played a lot of bad teams in their conference that are tremendously offensively challenged. Uh, the Buffalo only scored 36 against them. They have a couple – Newark scored 37, 49, 46. So these are just teams that really struggle to score. So I'm not as impressed by the, their defense. It is kind of hard to tell with such a weak schedule how good a team is. Um, mm-hmm. Both of these teams are hungry. I think they're both underrated. I love Tallahassee here. Um, you guys know how high I am on Blacksburg, and they just beat Blacksburg twice this year, the most recent game. Uh, tonight, they scored 116 points to 80. Whoa. Um, I think this team's hot. They're hungry. Um, and I don't think anyone's really taking them as seriously as they should. So I love this well-balanced team. Um, Larry Johnson, Joseph Greer, Christian Spencer, all scoring just under 10 a game. Um, so there's really no way to shut one guy down and, and stop him from scoring. So I like Tallahassee here. Man, I really want to see more out of uh, Christian Spencer. I mean, you look at that, you look at that um, class rating. I mean, I, that's it. Might be the biggest. One hundred six seven. Christian Spencer has to be incredible, but he's only playing twenty three minutes. He's not shooting as well as. You know, I mean, he just tore it up in high school. Uh, 58.7 points percent from the field. Just incredible. Um, so I, I think he has room to grow, but if they want to make it far, I mean, he's really going to have to step up. I mean, he's got some time, but I mean, I, mean, I feel like this is the year with this team. Well, they have a 12-8 senior class, so their seniors know how to play too. It is interesting with a 12-8 class to only have one starter. So Joseph Greer is that starter. I think he's a player to watch in this tournament. They have one of those mm-hmm. uh, 12-8 class players on the NA. Jose well, Pullen. Well, he's actually their backup center. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Who knows who they're in the yeah, one, Sabo or Till? One quick note on uh, on Brunswick's schedule. Um, they do play in Conference 1, um, which is home to mm-hmm. not only the Washington basketball team, which makes sense. I get it. It's, it's uh, a clever uh, clever little riff. But also home to the Buffalo basketball team. Um, and so just want to kind of point that out. Um, looks like Coach N.M.E.W.Born8 is uh looks like this is his second season so welcome to league coach glad you're here um just noting that you have the same name as another team in your conference and maybe a little bit tired but uh glad you're here trying to be creative and um you got the same mascot and then you got the alley oops which <laughs> that's a great one too um cool let's look at the 215 matchup Frankfurt, the Fighting Owls. I love this team, man. This team is playing um, some great basketball. They've only lost three games all year. Um, most teams, if you lose, I mean, there's other teams in that region that have lost seven games and gotten a four seed. So um, good for them. Uh, they got, yeah. Uh, Raymond, uh, Raymond Bowens is playing really great for them. Daniel James. I mean, just a monster. 18.9 points a game, 11.6 rebounds. Uh, so, yeah, just a stud. I mean, 
playing in a really tough schedule, number eight strength of schedule, number six overall. Um, so they're going up against the Annapolis Lakers, coached by uh, the Bean, rest in peace. Um, you know, they got Tanner Davis, a senior shooting guard who's um, scoring a lot of points, William Myers, their center. Um, but, man, they got their hands full with this matchup. Yeah, and I love that matchup with Tanner Davis, who's uh, the leading scorer for Annapolis, and then uh, Brendan Bautista on the other side. So um, Bautista for Frankfurt is uh, scoring six points a game. Everyone else in the starting lineup is in double figures. Um, he is the second leading uh, man in steals for the team and uh, averaging almost two assists, almost three rebounds. Um, so he is not a scorer. That tells me he's a blue guy and is a defensive specialist. Um, he's 6'3", Davis is 6'1", so a little bit of, a, of an advantage to the defender there. Um, but I think a lot, a lot of it comes down to that matchup and, and see how, how, Davis, how effective Davis is able to be uh, with Bautista's defense. Um, I think uh, Frankfurt wants to pound the ball inside um, to their bigs and then kick it out to Bowens on the wing. That's been effective for them all year, um, and, and I think they're going to keep doing that. I, I do think they've got the advantage here, and I'm going to pick them to win this game. Um, but the the thing that could be in Annapolis's favor is, one, if Tanner Davis does win out in that matchup, um, and then, two, uh, what, they can, what, can, what they can do on the glass. Um, they are ar- giving up about – they're grabbing about four less rebounds a game um, than Frankfurt, and I think if they can create some second-chance opportunities, maybe they can keep this one close. All right, let's look at the 7-10 matchup. we got the Jackson 5 um, going up against Hot Springs, the sh- Strollers. Um, so you got Jonathan Lawson, the point guard, uh, going up against Jacob Adams, um, the other point guard, and then Bennett Michael. So with Jackson, Jackson is um, number four in turnovers. And then Hot Springs is number eight in rebounding margin and number nine in defensive three points allowed. So what do you see in this matchup, Sam? Plummer is one of the best coaches in the league year in, year out. Jackson's always uh, relevant. Um, I want to give a shout out to Coach Golan Five from Hot Springs. Since he's taken over the program five years ago or four years ago, they've. uh, slowly went up the ranks from DTT to uh, this is their second NTT in a row now. So um, yeah, I think goal and five has a really bright future. I think it's going to, the run's going to end tonight or sorry, Monday night for, for hot springs. Um, man, I just, I think the Jackson five are just going to outwork them, um, overpower them. Michael, or Ben yeah. and Michael, Omar Williams and Jacob Adams. Give me those guys. Give me the, Give me the almost two steals a game from Jacob Adams. Um, give me the 19.1 at over, over 50% for Bennett Michael. You know, Mar Williams is a bully down low, so I'm going with Jackson. Nice. Yeah, they're going to um, they're going to have they're, they're going to have Hot Springs probably singing by the end, I want you back. Um, let's look at the next matchup. Really interesting matchup. I actually talked to uh, Coach uh, Jimmy Neutron after his game, and uh, here's what he had to say. Hey guys, this is Coach Jimmy Neutron of the Rochester Boy Geniuses, and we're going skiing, boys. 
Uh, this has been a rough season here in uh, Rochester. We've been in the hundreds uh, pretty much the entire season, uh, floated around 500. Uh, but I use McMyers play-by-play thing um, where you input your play-by-play and, and you get a little bit of info about your team. And right before the uh, conference tournament made a change, just one little change, uh, and somehow I won three in a row. So pretty excited to go skiing, to go to the NGT. I'm sorry that I couldn't be on the podcast tonight. Um, you guys, if you have any extra time and are like legitimately bored out of your minds, because uh, you know our whole country is very boring right now, um, you can check out the play-by-play between me and Erie. Heck of a game. We were up by you know uh, like 10 with a couple of minutes to go and really, really tried to blow it. Missed tons of free throws. Cool. So that's what he had to say. It's interesting that he ended on uh, missing tons of free throws. I know that's one thing that uh, Coach Jimmy prides himself on. And there's there's no secret to, to his strategy. His team wants to get to the rim, and they want to get to the free throw line. Um, they're not trying to beat you from deep, um, except Keenan Venning. Uh, he'll really let it fly. But everybody else um, has the brakes on and, and does not have the green light. Um I, uh, I think both these teams are, are, are good teams. This is going to be a fun matchup. Um, Atlanta probably has the edge because of their guard play. Um, and uh, I, I really like the combination of Hassler and Rachel, what they're doing, um, combining for over 11 assists a game, uh, plus 30 points between the two of them. Um, and then their leading scorer is uh, the wing player, Dylan Boudet, Um one thing that's really interesting to me in this matchup is the power forwards. So for Atlanta, Kai Montgomery is 6'10", um, averaging uh, almost six rebounds, three assists, 1.6 blocks, and 0.9 points. On the other side, for Rochester, you have Dylan Allen at 6'9", so one inch shorter, um, 6.2 rebounds, 4.7 assists, uh, 1.2 blocks, and 0.9 points. Uh, so really, really similar players. And then one thing I noticed is that Rochester, for most of the years, been playing normal defense uh, while Atlanta plays man-to-man. So I'm wondering if those differences in style come into play here uh, where Rochester is helping more uh, and more able to key into the guys that are the clear scorers. Um, so that's interesting to watch. But but I do think Atlanta has a more talented team here. Um Really fun to see uh, Rochester make that run in the conference tournament, but I don't think they're going to get much farther. Yeah. And we know Rochester has talent on their team. They have a good team overall, and they have a good coach, obviously. Um, yeah, so it's coach. tough when you're th- – what? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, but uh, it's really tough when it's like, okay, you're three seed, you're really excited. It's like, oh, crap. I got to I got to play the team that just won their conference tournament that has good coach and seems like things are starting to click as it's coming around. But that's just how it falls sometimes, you know. Um let's look at the last matchup here, the 6-11 matchup. Um we got Dearborn, the Defenders, which is a little ironic because they're maybe the best, I mean they're one of the top offensive teams in the league. Um you you look at Dearborn and they are number 4 and three points attempted, and they're number two in true shooting percentage. This team can score. They can score efficiently. 
Love that by Coach Calabeo. Um, Jacob Bitter and Tyler Brailsford are just monsters. And even Grant Carr, the undersized power forward, um, he's he's played really well. I like this team a lot. They won a really tough Conference 15. They're going up against the Philadelphia Martians. Not a great strength of schedule, but they won their conference title um, to make the NTT. They got uh, Matthias Young, their, uh, their big man, 20 points a game. They're, and they're really powered by their two big men, him and Justin Rivera. Um, Philadelphia is number one in um, fouls. So they don't foul anybody. And then, yeah, so uh, and that's obviously the same thing as number one in, in not allowing free throws. So what do you guys think? Of yeah, match? Philadelphia really is out of this world. Jose Goodman, I think, is kind of the, the piece that makes this whole operation work the best. He's getting 7.3 assists um, and shooting cool. almost 50% with 11 points a game from the point guard position. I'm a little bit worried, and I don't know for sure, but I'm worried about his his ability to defend Jacob Bitter. Jacob Bitter is one of the best scorers in the league. Um, and so if you don't have someone you can shut him down uh, from Dearborn, you're going to have some trouble there. But like you said – uh, Jan is a, is a stud. I mean, look at this, that stat line, 3.5 blocks, 20 points over 10 rebounds and also 3.7 assists to go with it. So his stat line is probably one of the best of the nation at 57.4%. So what's Dearborn's weakness? It's their big men, their front court. And so, um, I think it's going to be an interesting matchup. The, um, Dearborn has four guys that could all be playing point guard or shooting guard. It's not a lot of bigs. And so, mm-hmm. Um, I think that will be the thing that trip them, trips them up, if not in the first game, eventually down the road, as they just don't have enough strength down low. But the guards that they do have are amazing. I'm going to pick Dearborn to pull this one out in a close game. Yeah. With all those players coming back, you got like the you, you know the future's bright in Dearborn. Right, yeah. So um, let's look at this uh, region as a whole. Um, my picks are. Um, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take uh, Carson City over Arlington actually, and Tallahassee over Carson City to make it to the Elite Eight. And then I'm gonna take Frankfurt over Jackson, and then Dearborn losing to Frankfurt, and Frankfurt taking down Tallahassee to make it to the Final Four. Cool. I'm gonna take uh, Arlington uh, over Scottsdale. Fort Myers over Tallahassee, but then Arlington over Fort Myers. Uh, Frankfurt over Jackson. Um, Dearborn over Atlanta. And then uh, Dearborn through to play Arlington, but Arlington through to the Final Four. I like uh, I like Arlington in the Sweet 16. Um, I like Tallahassee, actually, to come out and beat Arlington, making it to the Elite Eight. Hmm. Down in the southern part, I like uh, Frankfurt. Um uh, to make it all the way to the, the Elite Eight. I think they might take on um, Atlanta in the uh, Sweet 16. So the Elite Eight, Elite Eight matchup is Frankfurt against Tallahassee, and I have the uh, Fighting Owls going to the um, Final Four. Okay. And she's yep. at Arlington? Okay. So let's do a quick recap of um, – or first, how about you pick some players to watch in this region? Um, the, the obvious one that jumps off the page is Alexis early for Scottsdale, 26 points a game, 
Um, not the best shooting percentage, but a guy that's really carrying that team and a senior uh, playing in his first NTT. So, you know, he's hungry. I love Isaiah Alexander from Casper. Um, plus 14 plus minus is really good for him. Um, I'm, I'm also super impressed by uh, Damian Clark from the Jackson 5. Um, he's just a shooting guard that um, really is good at shutting down his opponents. Also mentioned Daniel James yeah. for Frankfurt. Um, the double-double machine plus almost three assists, 53% true shooting um, at, at 6'10 at the center position. Yeah, I'm going to mention uh, Bitter and Brailsford, um, the two guards from Dearborn. Those two came in to, to, um, two years ago to Dearborn together. They love playing with each other. They're best friends on and off the court. Um, they love playing together. They love just – and they're great scorers and they're great defenders. Um, I really think this might be their uh, coming out party in and this. Don't forget about Hector O'Neill, the unsung hero for Culver City. Yeah. Um, cool. So that being said, let's uh, let's look at our picks for Final Four. So Sam picked Flagstaff, the winner of <laughs> Golf Shores and, and Blacksburg, uh, Waterloo and Frankfurt. Open. Yep. I picked Ann Arbor, Erie, Pittsburgh, and Frankfurt. Um, and then Cheese picked Cedar Crapids, Blacksburg, Eugene, and Arlington. So um, what's your picks for finals and champions? I love uh, – I think it's going to be a good matchup between Flagstaff and the winner of Golf Shores and Blacksburg. <laughs> I do like the winner of Golf Shores and Blacksburg to pull through on that one in a very tight matchup. Uh, in the South, it's going to be Frankfurt <laughs> against Waterloo. Two great teams. I I like Waterloo actually winning this one. I think conference yep. eighteen match. third match up against match. each other, if I'm correct. And I think Waterloo is going to pull it out. And it's going to be a really interesting matchup between Golf Shores and Blacksburg <laughs> against uh, Waterloo. And I, I have to say, I think Golf Shores or Blacksburg <laughs> will be the trophy that. <laughs> Oh man, this is the first time we've ever had someone pick two teams to win the title. Oh man! Uh, no, no, just... I didn't. I was just laughing. No, um, I, I landed on Blacksburg, and so I'm gonna take them uh, over Cedar Rapids. Um, and then uh, who did I have? Eugene and Arlington. Man, that's that's oh, going to yeah. be a, a really good game. I think it could be a toss-up. Uh, I'm going to take uh, Eugene, and um, I just think Alan Faircloud does not want to lose, and, th- and this is his year. Um, so I'm going to take Eugene uh, over Blacksburg in the final. Okay. Um, I got Erie and Ann Arbor. Um, I think Erie matches up really well with them, so I'm going to take Erie. Um, and then I got Pittsburgh and Frankfurt. I'm going to take Pittsburgh, and I'm going to take Pittsburgh to win it all um, this year. Nice. So, Yeah, there are a lot of teams, like 64. <laughs> yeah, at least. No, just. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you guys for listening in. Um, we really appreciate it, and uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this. I know we enjoyed making it. So you guys have a good one. Thanks, Kyle.